This is the EA Soapbox. Today's topic is EA Rediscovered, Solution Architects. Hi, this is George Paris here with Tim Westbrock. On this next podcast in our EA Rediscovered series, we're here to revisit one of the most often debated concepts in the practice of enterprise architecture, specifically the role and placement of solution architects. There's multiple opinions out there on how to set up an EA organizational model, and I hope and believe we can add some clarity on how to go about thinking about the problem. Hi, George. Yeah, I, I hear questions about solutions architecture a lot from clients. I know you do, too. Uh, as a matter of fact, the last call that I, I was just on, that was the last thing that we were talking about. Um, but whenever we're talking about this topic, I think it's important for us to uh, clarify our position on solution architects. To, to me, solution architects do not architect solutions. Their responsibility is, apply, is to apply enterprise architecture to a problem space so that the solution is architecturally compliant. And if there's any architecting around the solution to do, it should be around the exceptions. That's that's what I believe a, a solution architect should do. Yeah, great description. And for once, I believe with you, I believe in you completely with that answer. And I'm not going to play devil's advocate and give you a different opinion. I am, on the other hand, going to talk about the million-dollar question that I hear over and over again. You know, with that sort of general understanding of what EA or what solutions architects are. Where should they report in the overall enterprise architecture um, organizational structure? Should they report directly into the EA team, the chief architect, or some direct report into the chief architect? Or should they be distributed and report out to the solution architecture or to the solution development teams? Uh, and there's pros and cons to both approaches. Um, and talking first about the distributed model, uh, there's some definite pros and there's some definite cons. You know, one of the pros about having uh, the, the solution architects distributed is they act as advocates for enterprise architecture out on the individual projects. They can bring some visibility to what the core EA standards and directions and solutions are directly impacting the projects as they begin. Uh, on the flip side, there's some downsides to that. And that has a lot to do with loyalty and you know, what the bias of those individuals are reporting into an end user organization. They're often motivated to deliver solutions as quickly as possible, uh, the shortest and fastest way. So they might find themselves motivated to cut corners a little bit um, on behalf of the projects that they're provisioned to. Yeah, see, I, I think that my preference, you know, in, in an ideal world, my preference would be that the solution architects are distributed as you just suggested. However, my observation has been that this fails more often than not, because while we'd love to have the advocates out there, while we'd love to you know, have the solution architects who are contributing to enterprise architecture be closer to the real world, be closer to the implementations and bring that real, real world experience with them, um, nine times out of 10, if not 99 out of 100, their project-oriented responsibilities take over and drive not only their time allocation, but their behavior. Yep. And, and, and that leads to the biggest problem in my mind with solution architects is the lack of enterprise architecture for them to apply. You know, how often do you talk to a company where they have, you know, 25 solution architects who are all allocated out towards projects, 
And there's, you know, a small centralized group of enterprise architects who are also constantly getting shifted out to project work as solution architects, yet there was never any enterprise architecture content for them to apply. Yeah, and if you don't have that enterprise architect they or that enterprise architecture content, they don't have a basis to do the, the coaching and counseling and advice to the to the solution development that they need to. Yeah, so, so you know, the counter of that then is bring the solution architects into a centrally managed group. Um, I, I think there's, you know, a lot of upside to that for enterprise architecture mindset and behavior among the solution architects content creation from the solution architects. Uh, I think the things that I worry about in that particular vein is that you're losing the relationship aspect, right? So now those solution architects are out helping this project or that project. And because they're new to the area, they haven't worked with that group as much, whether it's, you know, functionally deficient or just not knowing the people you know, again, the, the, the job of the solution architect is to say, hey, you know, here's this thing called enterprise architecture that has been defined to be in the best interest of the whole enterprise. Well, for your particular project, you might have to do a little bit of extra work. You might have to spend a little extra money to be compliant with everybody else. That's a tough sell when you don't have the relationships. Yeah, and that's the downside to this process because, or to that approach, because you have a risk of becoming the dreaded ivory tower enterprise architecture group trying to dictate to everybody in the world how to get things done. And that, that's a serious downside to this model, as is one point that you made a little earlier, um, and that is the actual enterprise architecture content that's out there. When you, when you pull the solution architecture community into the enterprise architecture community, everyone starts to behave as solution architects, and those that you've designated for EA work often end up deeply provisioned and providing backup and support to the solution architects themselves. Yeah, so, so maybe what might work for some people is more of a hybrid approach. Yeah, I like the idea of a hybrid model where you sort of blend those two concepts together and get the, the, the best of both worlds and try to avoid some of the downsides. And the way that hybrid model would look would be um, a handful of um, broad view, um, you know, more seasoned enterprise architects um, acting as consulting solution architects, sort of spanning, you know, the major transformational initiatives and the big projects, bringing enterprise architecture continuity to everything, while having the bulk of your solution architects provisioned uh, or assigned to the the um, actual development groups themselves. Yeah, and you know, it it might be a little bit more resource intensive. Um, I think the other thing for people to think about is where are we in our enterprise architecture maturity? You know, if you're just getting started, then chances are you've got a lot of issues out in the project world that throwing solution architects at are actually probably not gonna fix. They're probably gonna exacerbate them. Yep. So earlier on in your maturity, it might make sense to have a few more centrally located solution architect resources to help build up some of the content and then as you have more and more content to develop you know say you have people that you know work together on a, a, a cloud solution architecture well then maybe you release many of them into 
the solution development world to help you know train and teach and proliferate that cloud architecture. Agreed. I think that's a great approach. You know, I'm I'm particularly fond of the hybrid approach right now. As you said, it, it's a it's a um, a moving target a bit as to what the ratios are between the two. I mean. Um, but I think it's an attractive alternative to a one-size-fits-all approach or, you know, a generic, quote-unquote, industry best practice that says centralize your solution architects or distribute your solution architects. Uh, but the key is to come up with the best answer for your company. And, you know, since this is a complex conversation, we always like to offer to, to our listeners, you know, feel free. If you've got a scenario you'd like to explore, uh, go ahead and reach out to us via our website uh, and let us know. Maybe we can give you some ideas that make more sense for you in particular. Yep, these are the kind of conversations that we have every day. As a matter of fact, we even did today. Very good. Well, thanks, Tim. Uh, as usual, we'd like everybody to stay tuned for um, the next podcast. And uh, if you get a chance, come over to our website and subscribe to our newsletter. That'll keep you up to date on, on all of our uh, writing and podcasts and so forth. Thanks, George. Take care. Bye-bye.